The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Joining us now in studio, as he does each and every Tuesday, TV voice of the jazz, he is Craig Bowler, Jack Bowler. We just have a good vibe going around the studio oh, these days, don't yeah. we? Yeah, you know, it's it's positivity. Really, it's it's nothing. It, the vibe is is strong. It's 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 a positive. Gordon's out talking to Alexa right now <laughs> as we speak. I mean, he's not in studio, so that means more time for you and me in Austin, which is good. Yeah, we Gordon is out there on the phone. Yeah. Any idea what's going on no, out there? There's got to be some issue. Like you know, hey, look, uh, I thought you wanted the Alexa, but I told you not to. But now we got an issue. So that's what I think. He's I think he's talking to the boss. That's what's going on. Exactly. Okay. I was crying <laughs> coming in. That was great. Wow. Do you have uh, Alexa? No. Or any of that? No, I don't either. Me? No way. <laughs> I don't want. No. I can still walk. Thank goodness, and I can turn on the lights. You know, I mean, remember when the clapper came out? I. T- <laughs> You know, come on. I mean, okay. Uh, you know, for someone the elderly that needs, you know, going to sleep. Okay, all right. But come on, we can walk over and flip the switch. What was it? Turn what on the, the TV. Uh, what was it? Clap off. Clap, clap on. on. Clap off. The clapper. <laughs> come on. No, my my brother in law. Actually, I saw this for the first time in uh, California about four months ago, right after the season, three months, and I was just amazed at what it does. Amazed. I mean, it, it, it takes care of life. I mean, it, maybe it cooks one day. I, I don't know. but I don't want to know, frankly, I, Bowler. If, if they truly are eavesdropping on Daily Convo and know your life, no. I mean, I don't want, I don't want that. No, heck no. Forget it. That's Big Brother. It's all come to fruition, right? It's all happening. It's all happening. Big Brother. Yeah. Right in your house. Welcome. Well, we're glad you're in our house, Bowler. Thanks. It's, good to be here. Yeah, Always is. It's good to it's see It's only you. 101 out. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's it, you know. They crack 100? Golly. I'd say walking up into the employee's entrance, it's like you could grill bacon and eggs right Mm. now. And yet in this studio, it's 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 about a crisp 55. It's an ice box. It's a nice box. Cool to see you, Gordo. Glad hey. you could come in. Hey, glad you could join the show. Yeah. What's Good to going see on? You, pal. you know, I think this should be like pa- show like up. passing a note in school, whether you, when you get busted, you have to read the note. Oh yeah. I think Gordon should tell us about his phone conversation. It was a conversation with uh, Alexa. No. <laughs> Bowler, you need to look at him change the subject. Yeah, was, look at that. He, Go right to Bowler. I was talking to Joe Baird. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so uh, you need to dress appropriately for this show. It's I needed uh, a, a wool coat, scarf. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Winter hat. <laughs> I mean, you guys are wearing. You got two shirts on. I got like, long Jake's sleeves. Got a long sleeve on. No, I, I, I should have given you the pants. heads up. I'm you sorry. have a golf shirt Golly. and shorts on, and you're freezing. It's, been, it was. An, I felt it immediately when I walked in here. I've been I've been cooking in this long sleeve shirt all day, and the second I stepped into this uh, this studio, I said, "Worth it." Yeah, sure, one hundred percent worth it. I refuse. I used to bring a sweatshirt, but when it's a hundred degrees outside, did you guys mention before? Is this uh, can you run your own can you run your own thermostat, or is Alexa running this place? I mean. <laughs> Alexa, hell, yeah. she's the ice queen. Seventy-two. There's some dude in in Seattle who's like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to freeze these bozos out. <laughs> you could you could probably put meat in here and it'd stay a while. <laughs> it'd be fine. Yeah, 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 it'd be it'd be just fine. Yeah, absolutely, it's a meat locker yeah. in here. Bowler, did you see the uh, viral video of Rudy Gobert shooting three point shots? I've I've witnessed it myself in in practice. What's the deal? Well, you know, as Britain, I guess, texted you guys, I mean, it's easy to do a lot of things in practice when the pressure isn't on or a guy's not jumping in your face and you have to set your feet or shoot 
basically quickly. Uh, but maybe that comes uh, around. Rudy can shoot the three. The form I, is nice. The form's terrific. I mean, you look at his free throw shooting. I mean, you, you see a pretty good stance for a big seven foot one inch guy, right? Compared to what Shaq O'Neal did in his day, balancing the the, the orange on his on his fingertips. But no, Rudy uh, has slowly improved at the at the free throw line, uh, where you don't you know. With most bigs, you gasp a little bit when when a big goes to the to the stripe. Rudy's a little much more solid. He's flirting with seventy percent, and I got to be honest, um, you know, I've watched him do this. But as the great Britain uh, said earlier, it's it's got it has to happen during game time, and that's difficult to do. Do you want to see him even try? With all the good shooters the Jazz going to have now? I doubt that that's going to come into play. It may hit his <laughs> hand a few times or two. Uh, maybe he'll pull the trigger if he's running down the floor as a trailer and all of a sudden the ball comes out to him. Maybe he says, uh, ooh la la, and, and lets it go. I, I don't know. I'm telling you right now, I'd put money. I would put money on Rudy Gobert to beat Ben Simmons in a three-point shooting contest. Wow. You know? Ben's in practice? Never, is it in practice. Ben's, I would, too. Ben's never taken one. Right, he it, has, but he didn't take one last year. I last think he year. took one or two his rookie year, or supposedly. And he his decided, year. oh, his alleged his rookie alleged year. rookie year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess after the the first two misses, he said, "I'll I'll, I'll just leave that alone." Right. I would swear, my my uh, my fortune on Rudy on, on Rudy. Mm-hmm. Your fortune, see, Baller. When I said that, you know. If you refer to all your savings, it is your fortune, <laughs> yes. no matter how small it is. Yes. And, and they automatically made it sound like Why it. didn't you say the word savings? Because. It's, uh, <laughs> well, you know, the fortune is, Gordo has it's vast, vast stacks of gold on. coins. You in know, his, you know $592 million. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> he counts it when he goes home. By the way, nice. Ben Simmons was 0 for 11 his rookie year from three. 0 for 11. And he did attempt some last year. He attempted six. He was 0 for 6. And he's never made one. Never made one. Not That's, in his yeah. professional career. 0 for 17. I'm, my money's on Rudy. 0 for 17. Rudy's never tried one, has he? Uh, Rudy has better form than Ben Simmons, yeah. I would say. And let, me, uh, let me see Rudy's stats. I don't think he's ever made one. He may have taken one. And I think he had to rush one or two. Uh, I may be wrong. Uh, Let's see your totals. Uh, Rudy took two in his second year, one in his fourth, for a total of three. Three career attempts. 0 for three. He's got a better percentage. So let's let's make this bet. (laughs) (laughs) Who who makes one first? Would you bet on Gobert? Well, I just don't think he's going to get the opportunity. Well, Ben Simmons doesn't really either. Ben doesn't want it. Well, but that's by his own choice. Yeah, Yeah. but that's what makes this question interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Hmm. I might, I might go with Rudy. I guarantee you Ben's working on the three ball in the summer. I mean, obviously Rudy has been as well with the video that you've seen. So I'll go with Ben on that, but I think Rudy's would, would, would probably be more successful. Let's give him each 10 shots and see how it goes. Put yeah. it on pay-per-view. I'm not convinced Ben is a worker, though. If Ben was a worker, wouldn't he have addressed this issue by now? Um, I mean, Rudy yes. couldn't make a free throw, period, when he first got into the league. And as, as you pointed out, Bowler, He's climbing. Very much. Very, he's, uh, 70% for him is absolutely he, he, terrific. He reminds me of Carl Malone. And, and people forget, Carl had many struggles from the stripe in the early days. And he put that um, as a personal you know, task 
that he wasn't going to be embarrassed at the line anymore. And Carl Malone turned out to be a, a pretty solid free throw shooter throughout his career. Because he was a worker. Yeah. Now, other ones say there was a couple of moments that Carl, you know, missed one or two, uh, which does Some occur. Balls. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. But uh, one of us here wrote a column about it. Yes, he did to my left. <laughs> That's why I had to kind of see how, what his reaction would be. Yeah, the one I, who, I remember it. The guy who loves showing off for Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> but Malone, I mean, look, it, this game's crazy. I mean, you know, stress, pressure, all of the above. And, you know, the free throw shooting, I think you guys will all agree, it, it comes down to repetition and just blocking out everything humanly possible, going through the same procedure time and time again. And, and you know what? People ask all the time, how much do the Jazz practice? You know, they do, but a lot of this goes on a personal, you know, basis of how how in tuned are you to that, to that shot. Uh, and, you know, away from even the practice facility or things that we don't see as, a, as the media uh, with the Jazz, these guys are there much longer before and after I'm there. And that's where a lot of that, that stuff, that practice actually occurs uh so you know some guys will tell you the the story is gordo i take i take 300 a day mm-hmm. and maybe that's the case for some and for for others it's not it's not as important uh, or they don't feel like they need as much uh, not, uh, that much work at it at the line though my whole point in saying that rudy could do it in a game wasn't based on i understand that there's more pressure and he's probably a little more unsettled, but guys don't cover Rudy out no. there. No. He would be absolutely left alone until he made a couple. What you just said kind of resonates because if the Jazz actually seem to be spreading the floor with the acquisitions they have, Bogdanovich and Conley and Donovan and Joe, and you have to guard each of these guys and not sag, would you not think – Gordon, in your statement, then Rudy would be left open more often than not, than more than he was a year ago. Well, just no. Everybody knows he's not going to shoot those shots, and so if you're Clint Capella, are you going to go out and guard Rudy? Out you're, on worried, the perimeter? you're worried about him on top of the rim. Yeah. So maybe we'll see a few more attempts. This Plus, year. a lot of times uh, the opposing team's center is looking is doing what Rudy does and hunting down other players to. Uh, to guard the rim, so I, 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 I just think it would be, it would be a nice little compliment to Rudy's game to have him, if not take three point shots, at least take a little twelve foot jumper here and there. I think the biggest difference we're going to notice is it's near impossible for one player, even Clint Capella, to take away Rudy rolling to the rim. So with the spacing. What do you do now? Because what we saw Houston do, right, Bowler, during the playoffs is they switched everything to take away the angle on the pass and essentially double Rudy, right. and it took him really out of the series. In theory, you can't do that anymore. Right. And right. so we're talking about jumpers and that sort of thing, but you would think that he's going to get even more dunks because you he can't— led, Yeah, he led the league. Right. You I can't mean, sag to stop him, as you were saying. I, I'm thinking that he'll just dominate. I, I don't know any other way to put it, and he may step outside a little bit. I, I think if his game could add— uh, you know, you said a, a 12 foot or even a six foot turnaround uh, and just face up and hit a, a short, you know, jumper like that would be a, a huge, another, what would you call it, Jake? Just another weapon yeah. mm-hmm. in, in the arsenal that he, I hope to see him add something, it, whether 
it's a sweeping hook. Uh, can he run across the lane a little bit? Um, can he knock down a little six-footer? Uh, we know he can tap in and rebound and all the above, but you know, it's that's where I think it separates him from being an all-star is to add that extra uh, offensive skill. And how else can he improve? What else can he do? Well, we know what he does defensively. He's right. the best in the in the world at what he does in and that so, regard. Do you think he can get better defensively? I think he probably challenged himself every day to get better. I don't think he wants a shot to ever go past him. I don't think he ever wants to be dunked on. Yeah, I still, I, I say he still will be a motivated type player to improve his game on on that end of the floor, but also on the offensive end. He got better last year. Do you I thought he was a better defender defensive? last year than he was the year before. You know, he he stayed healthy, and that was yeah. such a key. There was a rhythm, you know. And I think I think too, Favors is is now departed and gone to New Orleans, but those two were able to combine and. Uh, uh, do some some good things. Uh, the rebounding, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of free you know uh, shots that came off the rim that Favors or Gobert wasn't on top of. So uh, we'll see how that fares and you know who who picks up uh, some of the rebounding that, re- that was lost by Favors' departure. Do you remember this, Jake? Either it was either Quinn or it was Dennis who told us last year when we brought up Rudy's development, who said that they try to get him focused on a certain limited number of things to work on, not work on everything. I think it was Quinn who said that. Was it? I think so. And that caught me by surprise a little bit because Rudy is so driven, and I thought that they would want him to work on 10, 12-foot jumpers or something to add to the offensive component to the thing. But it almost sounded like he wanted him to hone in on what he – kind of like, okay, you do – three things really well keep doing those things really well and I, I don't I don't know well I remember in practice what happened was uh, the first day was uh, Rudy rolling to the rim and the high pass the lob pass which is you know Quinn called it the high pass I say lob but it's the same thing and Rudy was I mean at times I mean he was dominant right I mean yeah. Ricky and him got together and, and uh, seemed to have good timing Donovan Joe Ingles as well uh, and, and Rudy became more of an offensive force uh, just on a simple move and using his height and making sure the ball was put on top of the rim or on his hands and, and, and with the finish. Is it because the Jazz aren't interested in two-point shots? Well, analytically, no, because, as we know, three is more than two. <laughs> I, Folks, you know what? Every time I write say that, down. that yeah, that's, that's, that's really groundbreaking. <laughs> but, you know, the analytics of the NBA are, are just out of sight, and Locke speaks to it a lot, and, you know, he studies that, and, and I get it. Uh, but again, you know, there are times, in my opinion, and maybe I'm talking against what Quinn believes, And but look, I look at it, and I've seen shots, not only from the Jazz, but from other NBA teams, they give up just a, a sure-made good look at a 10-footer off the angle left or right, or even straight away, inside the free-throw line before you get to the restricted area. Just a little, a little baby push shot, whatever. And they usually sometimes, I think in their minds now, drill to kick that ball back out mm-hmm. And instead of taking the two, they're going to take the chance because the three is more. And and the analytics tell you that that's where the game has gone. On the rim and outside, and yeah. especially the corner Those two three, things. left that's, or right. That's what it is. That's what the game's turned into. Yeah. And so we don't see uh, – I tell you what, Ricky Rubio would get himself started – uh, I thought more so last year when he started off the left angle jump shot. That was his shot, kind of a little banker or just off the left side angle. And then you kind of go, okay. 
you see the you know I, all the, the analogies by all the analysts will always say, and any guy who's ever played the game at this level would tell you you have uh, hold on for this one, but you have to see the ball go in. Yeah, of course you do, but it's early. If you do it early in a game, they all believe Big T. Uh, Matt and, and Bullard and all these guys around the league uh, will tell you, and I've heard Reggie Miller too, look, if I get an early shot, I'm on my way. And if you miss a few, then the mind games come into play. And I think when Ricky actually was able to hit a shot early, his game kind of reflected that throughout the course of the, of the, uh, of the 48 minutes of play. But, you know, hey, look, now, you con- now it's a Conley era. Now you have a Bogdanovich era. It's going to be an interesting season with a lot of different twists and turns, and I'm anxious to see how many three balls go up on a given night for Utah. Bola, real quick, I, I think that last year we saw the Jazz at times when they would shoot 55%, mm-hmm. and then we'd see times when they'd shoot 38%. I said it many times. It was almost like the flu hit the entire yeah. team. Yeah. And, and usually you see games where one player or so maybe has an off night and somebody else picks it up. Golden State comes to mind. Houston comes to mind you know and others but a lot of times I, I think it was the the way they move the ball and I think you know short shot clocks will also force a team to kind of panic a bit and Donovan I think is in that category when they knew he was the last hope in a short shot clock here you take it and you force up a three and and those percentages go down when you have to really rush a shot and the Jazz found themselves in that position a lot I'm just saying that this year there will be times when the Jazz flirt with 60 percent you just hope they don't bottom out in the teens like they did last year <laughs> on bad nights All no I'm, I'm serious you 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 want to bottom out at at you know 33 35 percent which might be impossible but not last year we saw a bowler where they we, bottom out in the teens they they had a few nights where it was like it, it was the flu yep. i mean it was like really wide open looks and that's the one thing quinn snyder never panicked about i'll give him credit for that is that the shots were there if they, they ran their offense and they always ran it you know, to perfection, as he liked to say, the blender. And it's true. These guys work the ball right to left side to middle and, you know, the cutters or whatever. And, and they, they had high percentage looks. But you, if you can't make them, then, you know, you go back and say, okay, let's manufacture some offense. And that's where Gobert came into play on those high passes to the rim. But I think what Gordon's point is that if they do, I mean, if they're knocking down, you know, in the 50% range and, and jump into a 60 night, 60% night, and I still think because of the, the, of the amount of threes most likely they'll take, this Jazz team is going to score, uh, obviously, I would guess five to six, seven points a game, potentially more than a year ago. Yeah. And the pace may also uh, change a little bit with Conley running the show. Those are things we don't know yet. Those are just discussion points that I think will be looked at quite a bit in the early part of the season. All right, stay tuned. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Bowler, Jack here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.